What's going on, guys? It's Gabe. It's Caleb. And Brandon. We got Brandon on today. Uh, BG Fitness. <laughs> Thank you. Checking him out. Um, great guy. I met him a couple years ago. Um, he's a big influence in my life, so I wanted to get him on the show and just uh, have him share his knowledge and experience with you guys. But uh, what are we talking about today, Caleb? Today we're talking about comfort zones. Yes, we are. What does a comfort zone mean to you, Brandon? Oh, man. It's a invisible energy that continues to shrink. Okay. Is my experience yeah. with, with the comfort zone. Okay. It, it continues to get smaller and smaller. So Okay. Is that a good thing that it's getting smaller? Oh, absolutely not, no. Um, I was actually saying before we just got started here, too, when I had, uh, I used to have super bad panic anxiety attacks. Yeah. Um, and it was like, at first it was like, well, I'm scared to fly, right? So mm -hmm. I was just like, I just kind of avoid planes. So I was like, we go, if anyone wanted to go anywhere, I'm like, we're driving, no right. big deal, you know? Yeah. And then eventually it turned into, well, then I didn't even like driving on the highway. It was yeah. just like something with the speed and adrenaline I associated like elevated heart rate. With. Yeah. And then I couldn't even work out and it just continued. And before I knew it, I'm not kidding. I lived in a, in a basement apartment and it was like blinds were shut and I was on my couch watching TV, scared of everything. Right. So even like going outside kind of thing. Is yeah. Just... It was, yeah. It's yeah. not a good place to be in. So. Right. Yeah. Um, what about you, Caleb? What is comfort zone for you? Um, you know, it's just a, when I hear the words comfort zone, I always think of, I don't know, it sounds more derogatory, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, I hear a lot of people that want to go out and do these big things, but they'll do it tomorrow, you know, mm -hmm. because they're, they're comfortable right now making money at, you know, nine to five job. Yeah. Why should I, you know, reach further yeah. if I'm safe right here? Yeah. Um, one of my favorite quotes and I want you to hear it and kind of break it down. Tell me, tell okay. me what you think about it. Okay. It's um, I've said it plenty on this podcast, but it's um. Think not of what's the least you can do to be good, mm. but what's the most you can bear to be great. Yeah. Right. Does um, <laughs> that strike a chord with you? No, it definitely does. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna I don't know I don't want to offend any viewers. I'm gonna take kind of a, I'm gonna answer that with like a religious yeah. take on this. So. Um, this was a couple years ago, I was sitting at church and I remember the pastor saying, it was like, okay, so if there's this line of, right, like sin or not sin. Mm -hmm. And he said so many Christians like walk on this line and then like kind of get upset with themselves and they feel guilty when they cross into that. And he yeah. said, what should happen is you sprint the other direction. You want to get as far away from sin yeah. as you can. So taking that into either the comfort zone or, or self-help or any type of like productivity or the quote that you just said. Yeah. To me, it's that, but you know, with life or with personal development is just like, or with greatness, it's just like, man, go as far as you can from that line of yeah. not being great. You know, just like take off sprinting in one direction. You know, I talk to my clients a lot about the difference between failure and feedback, mm -hmm. you know, is, is people will, step on the scale and, and they feel like they've eaten well and they've trained hard and then they step on the scale, they didn't lose weight. So I try to tell them, I was like, it's more on, did the habits you have this week align with the body that you want and the health that you want? And if yeah. so, then be more concerned with the habits and the outcome, you know? Yeah. So that's what I think is sprinting from that line and, and get as far away from mediocrity as you, you can. Yeah. Um, and, but also on that note is I, I'm not judging anybody if 
they like their eight to five. You know, right. if, if that's what you are about and, and that's mm-hmm. that's fun for you and you feel fulfilled, then more power to right. you. Yeah. But to, to the to the people that want something more than that or they're after something. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to I would say run from that line. Try to get give it all you got. That's yeah. what that means to me. Right. Yeah, I mean the further you get away from that line, it's the minor or the, the setbacks that you do have, you know, setback happens. Let's say you're a mile off of that line, it's not going to put you over the line. Right. So typically, if you're walking on that line, you get a setback, it's putting you over the line. Right. And then it's like, well, I'm too far gone. Why would I even go back? Yeah. Like that, that um, the whole thing you said about Bossy Yui. Oh, yeah. I love that. Oh, and yeah. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm heading in the wrong direction of where I should be going. Mm-hmm. Why not correct my path? Right. And keep going where I want to go. Or maybe find an alternative route to get to where I want to go. Yeah. Not just give up on my goal. Yeah, there's a kind of the same line as Busta Yui was. Uh, I forget the psych- psychological term for this, but it was like a form of cognitive dissonance. And they were saying it was like the all or nothing fallacy, mm-hmm. or again, I can't remember specifically what it was, but um, and that's what they said. And to make it about the my industry is, it's like people would be like, okay, I'm gonna eat healthy today. Well, then you know, for for lunch they went by and had McDonald's. And so then they're just like, well, I already had McDonald's, so I might as well have pizza yep. for dinner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just, that's like the worst thing you could do. But again, you take that into your comfort zone or you take that into um, growth as an individual. And it's just like, man, all those negative feelings of guilt or shame or stress or feeling like you sh- could do better, you should have been better. Mm-hmm. Like people kind of just let that sit and grow. And that leads to more of the same behaviors where if you understand that, that's there on purpose to direct you. So yeah. like guilt to me now, I used to think it was a bad thing. It's a great thing because mm-hmm. that's my, my body, my higher self guiding me to say, no, 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 this wasn't aligned with who you are yeah. or what you want to be. You know, right. so these are indicators. Again, everything is just, if you're responsive to it, everything can be this like feedback mechanism mm-hmm. that's just leading you to, you know, to your path. So, yeah. and I'm a, I'm a big believer on, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, what were we just talking about? Um, oh, yeah. So I'm a big believer on um, the outcome. You know, so you're doing a task. You're, you're shooting for a goal. Um, and it doesn't matter. You know, two people could have the same outcome. Yeah. And just depending on their perspectives of the outcome, they can go two separate ways. So like if you fail a goal, some per- one person could be, you know, get, get fueled by that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that was a challenge. That was exciting for me. Yeah. I want to I wanna keep pushing and chase this. Like when I was trying to get my real estate license. Yeah. Um, you were there with me every step of the way. I remember. And uh, I remember it was the first time, you know, we were hyping, you were hyping me up. <laughs> we're in there getting a workout in. And then I leave and I text you. I'm like, didn't pass, man. And it's like, all right, we'll get the next one. You yeah. know, second time around, didn't pass, man. And then the third time around, dude, we hit, you killed me that day. We yeah. were like, let's, let's make this harder than the exam. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And so just because like I, I tackled it with that, I'm going to crush it mentality. Yeah. Like, you know, I could have just accepted the first one. Like that's too hard for me. I don't want to do it and just quit there. So it's, it's just that, that mental switch of how am I going to handle the failure yeah. if it comes? That was uh same as me with personal training, man, was I was worked in restaurants basically my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I was just, man, I don't know. I was kind of like a partier. I didn't have, a, I didn't plan on going to college. I didn't have any direction. I didn't know. Like, I just was. But I got to this point and I was like, man, I did not. 
I don't want to work eight to fives. I don't want to work nights and weekends. Yep. You know, I was just right. like, what? Um, and there was one guy, I remember I was training at Snap Fitness and I was training my uncle actually, just randomly him and I were working out and I was like, man, you got to isolate the triceps, you yeah. know? And, uh, there was another guy working out who was actually a trainer in town. Mm. And, uh, so he came up to me and was like, man, he's just like, I seen how you were working with that guy. It's just like, dude, you should, you should be a trainer. I see a lot of good in you. And that literally changed the course of my life because mm -hmm. up to that point, I hadn't really had anyone tell me that like I had potential. Right. Which leads me to what I was just going to say was, have you guys seen the Tony Robbins, I think came up with it, but it's a, um, it's belief, potential, action, result cycle. Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen that? I haven't seen that. So it's like, whatever your belief is about something, or like you were saying with perspective, is like yeah. whatever your your perspective is on something, your your belief is that's gonna change how much um, uh, potential that that has. So right. like for training, it was like if you don't think that you can lose weight, there's a good chance you're not gonna put a ton of potential into to lose right. weight. Versus like you, you're just like no man, I want to lose some weight. I'm gonna put on some size. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. You know, you believe that you could do it. Right. You knew that you could do it. Yeah, and you showed up every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you put the work in. Well, that was because your belief then lines up with your potential, and then how much potential you put into something determines how much action you take. So mm -hmm. you had the thought you could do it. Uh, you gave it your full potential, so you took massive action, mm -hmm. and then you got the results, and so yeah. that led to you actually believing in yourself even more and so the cycle right. continues yeah but the opposite is true too is if somebody thinks i can't do something right yeah. or i'm not capable of starting a business or if you guys was like no nah, people wouldn't listen to this podcast yeah you know then you don't take the action or you don't have any potential so you don't take any action so the results nobody listens yeah. so that solidifies your belief oh i could i can't do this right and, and just get stuck there. Yeah, all right. and I just I see this all the time in the nutrition and, and fitness and mindset. Yeah, is it's just like people need to hear that they they have a higher potential. And again, yeah. even like this topic right here with the comfort zone is like this is not a spot that you want to stay in. And we had talked too about the difference between getting out of your comfort zone and 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 stretching yeah. your comfort zone is. There should just be a bigger bubble for you to feel comfortable in yeah. certain things. That's like the whole quote, like, he who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right. Yeah. It's just however you're, you know. And also, I, I want to, I was going to, this kind of provoked a little bit of thought in me. Um, so, when, so this is like personal. Um, yeah. I've kind of noticed it when I'm doing certain things. It's easier to see, it's either easier for others to see your potential. Mm. In my opinion, um, simply because you're always caught up on what you're doing wrong in each task that you have. It's like, I need to perfect it here. I need to perfect it here. And then you, you kind of lose track of what you're doing right. Yeah. And um, so other people are like, you know, like you said at the gym, it's like, oh, you know, you're, you're doing pretty good at that. And it's like, I didn't even know I was doing anything that would be, you know, a positive yeah. to somebody else. And it's easier for other people to notice that because you're so stuck in your own head about it. Yeah. And, you know, you know, obviously you weren't thinking about I should be a personal trainer at the time so it wasn't yeah. even on your mind yeah but it was easy for like that third party to notice it because you know they were kind of looking for it and sometimes other people see the things in you that you don't even yeah. expect to see yeah no 100 percent um I forgot what I was just gonna say <laughs> right that happens often <laughs> it's happened to me quite a few times um hold on you were talking about uh other people see oh 
That's what it was. Is I was gonna say my kind of like advice because I see that there's actually one of my clients right now. She's like that. It's like I could say the smallest bad thing about myself, like just mm-hmm. whatever it is, and she'd be like, "Well," and like say ten good things about me, or be like, "No, that's not true because you do blah blah blah." Yeah. And no matter who it is, she's got so many things loaded positive to say about other people. Yeah. No matter what happens or how much encouragement I give her, she puts herself down, mm-hmm. puts herself down, puts yeah. herself down. Um, and so it is very common, but is I don't know if cliche is the right word, as this might sound though, but I, I tell people is to treat yourself like somebody you love. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of the same thing with the busted UV, yeah. right? Is like, would, you know, if your kid did something foolish or whatever, you're going to be like, you moron, yeah, <laughs> you know, right. you're, like, you're level amount to anything, you know, <laughs> yeah. so it's like, no, you're just like, hey, like, you know better than that, and yeah. you know, you just like, so that's how I feel, it's just like, to treat yourself, or even like, you know, I think one of my best friends, or, you know, even you guys, or something, it's just like, if you guys do something, it's the first thing I'm thinking of is something encouraging, or like, you know, yeah. it, but that is how it happens, man, it's because, yeah. You know, you've heard, uh, you're your own worst critic. Yeah, absolutely. And that's just what it comes down to. But um, if you can keep in mind, and I think awareness is so powerful. Yep. And that's why it's just like, just even hearing this, hopefully, is just like the next time you start saying something to yourself, this episode is going to come up, you know, they're going to think of you guys and yep. be like, oh man, I need to change my, my tone about myself. Like, yep. what would somebody that I love, how would I respond, yep. you know, if they did this? Right. And, you know, kind of adjust course. So. Yeah. It's a cool perspective. It is, yeah. So, um, Caleb, what's thing you, one thing you do to grow your comfort zone? Um, I don't know. I kind of just analyze where I'm at. And if there's something that's either been, like, in the back of my mind, I think, like, all right, so I'm here. Mm-hmm. Where, where do I put this in my little, like, ring of comfort zone, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's just a good way to kind of judge it. And I, I like the stretching your comfort zone because most people say, like, jump out of it. Yeah. But, like, it makes more sense if you stretch it because when you start with something, usually you always start small and work your way up with everything else. Right. So it makes a lot more sense to say, like, stretch the comfort zone over and just jump out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, so, like, one of my biggest fears when I was, like, having anxiety was flying. There's no way I was getting on it. Yeah. And my girlfriend, fiance at the time, Fiance now and girlfriend at the time. Yeah, right. It's a weird situation. (laughs) Um, Her her uh, mom's side of the family lives in Florida, so every Mm -hmm. year she would fly to Florida, and I would make up an excuse because I didn't want to tell her I was scared to fly. Yeah, you know, and that's also how the comfort zone works too. Is it's just like it keeps you alone and isolated in that, um, you know, and. Anyway, so I was like, I'm not going, I'm not going. And then finally, you know, it's like three years. She's just like, you've never met my family, yeah. you know? And uh, so I like blew up. Like I got I got all mad at her, yeah. but it was because I was scared. I'm yeah. not trying to be a jerk. I'm just like, I'm scared, you know? Yeah. So it came out as a lot of guys who don't know how to handle emotion, yeah. just anger, you yeah. know? Um, and I threw my credit card out. I was like, here, just order it then. And normally, you know, like the... Um, you know, the, on the receiving end, you'd be like, no, it's fine. She was just like, good, I am going to order. <laughs> so she books the flight, and then all of a sudden, I was just like, man, I need to get serious about this. Yeah. And so I wrote down, I was like, all right, what are, like, my, like, um, top five fears? And, like, number one being fear of flying. Yeah. And then how can I, like, bring that down a notch? 
and this is going to sound so goofy. I have not told anyone except for, I think, Kaylee, maybe my mom this, but I'll put it out there for full transparency for everyone. But, bro, I had a panic attack in the car wash across from the state police thing. Yeah. And I got out of my vehicle. like, And this was five years ago, six years ago. Mm-hmm. So I refused to go in that car wash because mm-hmm. I associated that car wash with a panic right. attack. Yeah. Because um, every time you go in there, it's the only thing you think of. Yeah. And even though it's so stupid, it's just like you're in the car, mm-hmm. it's in neutral, it just yeah. pulls you right through it. But I was like, bro, I cannot go in this thing. Yeah. Like, um, I would hyperventilate, I would pull up. Anyway, so I was like, okay, I have to I have to do something you mm-hmm. know, about this. So I was like, all right, there's no way I'm getting on a plane if I can't get in a car wash. Mm-hmm. So I started just driving past the car wash, like, right? Yeah. Just to see how I felt about it. Just, it's all good. It's you know? me. Yeah. I'm warming up for yeah, a bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning it. Yeah. Um, and then I would, like, pull in and I would just park. And I would just watch cars go in. And I'd be, like, timing how long it took. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I can be scared in six minutes, you know? Yeah. Just to kind of... Mm-hmm. Anyway, so long story short, I ended up going through the car wash, um, even though I was still like feeling nervous about yeah. it. And I felt so good when I came out. And I'm like, see, see, yeah. it wasn't even that bad. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of like my, okay, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And that made me feel cool, you know? Yeah. And so what I did was I just kind of worked my way up the list. Um, and then, you know, we got on the plane from Grand Rapids to fly to, to Florida and I remember walking on the plane and I was just like, man, this is smaller than I thought. You know? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I sit there and I just, you know, I played it cool. But moral of the story, when I um, got off that plane in Florida, man, I felt like I could have fought a bear. Yeah. It was just, it was such an incredible feeling mm-hmm. to, to face your biggest fear yeah. and come out on the other side. Yeah. Um, and immediately... I wanted to go do everything else I was afraid of. Yeah. Like, that's what it did for me. I was like, all right, I'm skydiving. I'm riding roller coasters. Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to do it all. Like nothing else is even going to be scary yeah. at this point. Yeah. That was my worst fear. But here's what I'll tell you. So I'm about to fly to California. And this is since the last time I've flown. Yeah. Because we didn't go anywhere during COVID. Right. And I'm nervous about it again. Yeah. So I'll tell you is the comfort zone is always fighting against you. Mm-hmm. So it's like something you have to be proactive towards. Now, I'm not saying for me I can even afford to just fly right. yeah. That's, multiple yeah. times to, to for that fear specifically. Yeah. But again, it's like go through the car wash or what else makes you uncomfortable? Go after that or yeah. a version of that to just right. kind of prove it to yourself um, that like you are capable. And I think I mentioned that when I was having those attacks, I couldn't work out. Right, yeah. Because I associated the elevated heart rate with, with a panic attack. Yeah. And so the same thing was just like, man, I I trained for a living. I need to be fit. And I couldn't even run because as soon as I got on the treadmill, I would start hyperventilating. So I took it small in chunks. I was like, all right, I'm just going to get on the treadmill and then get off. Just so I start to develop a positive association with it. Like, okay, nothing happened. And then I would walk for one minute and get off. Like I would wait or I would get off before anything bad did happen so that each time I hopped on it was a re- positive association Mm -hmm. yeah and again this probably took it sounds embarrassing to say but anyone who's who's listening or watching that struggles with anxiety and panic attack i know you guys understand this um is it took me probably five months six months maybe from feeling like i can't work out to being able i could run a a, a full mile without stopping yeah and just trust that everything was okay um, and that was like another big thing. So it was the car wash, the running a mile, and then getting on that plane. So yeah. that was kind of my 
stepping out of my comfort zone in, in layers. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, over these last, you know, seven months, pretty much like January is when I started my, my self-improvement. Like I just, I have, I have a purpose in this life. I want to find it. I'm going to chase after it kind of thing. Just kind of getting pumped for my life. Um, I developed this mindset and it's called AOC for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it's an act of courage. Okay. So, um, if I'm doing something throughout the day and then I start to think of something, I'm like, no, that's scary. I don't want to do that. I'm like, wait, let me conquer it, you know? And so I'm like, AOC for me, AOC for me, just yeah, hype myself nice, up. Like and then I attack it, I get done with it. I'm like, that wasn't even, you know, it, the thought of it is so much worse than actually doing it. And so it's, it's kind of like a, a domino effect where you do want an attack and then you're searching, you're actively searching mm. for what can I do next to build myself as a person. Yeah. And then you find it and you're like, AOC for me. And then you yeah, attack like it. That a lot. And so it just keeps, it just keeps going and going where you, you actively seek for challenges opposed to run from them. Yeah. And it, you know, there, there are the bigger challenges in life that, that do frighten you and that you have to build up to because if you just try to tackle them, you know, they might shut you down and yeah. you might shut down yourself. But it's, it's the, the micro play yeah. of finding those little challenges, proving to yourself that you can get through them and building up that confidence to attack the next one yeah. and the bigger ones that come your way. Yeah. And I love that because the mindset goes into literally everything you do. That's why I love fitness so much too because it mm -hmm. parallels so much like strength training, resistance training, you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. just so many parallels to like life and business. Um, but, and I just forgot again, you were saying, oh, the AOC. Yeah, AOC for me. Active Courage. Yeah. Um, and, oh, I was going to say, so the moment that I have, it's not necessarily based on... Um, like a fear or something like an act of courage, mm -hmm. but just to kind of prove to yourself that you're in control, right? Mm -hmm. Is, is the moment that I recognize I'm starting to talk myself out of something. Mm -hmm. And if it's positive, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if you're talking yourself out of yeah. robbing a bank, that's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. you should listen. I'm gonna do it. Yeah. But <laughs> um, it's just like, you know, if I'm like, man, all right, I gotta go work out today, and then it's getting closer, you're like, oh, you know what? Actually, I think I'm a little sore. Yeah. I could use a rest day or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. Um, maybe you got a project due or from yeah. a podcast and push it back. No, it's just like the moment. No, okay, then I have to go do it now, mm -hmm. and that's kind of my version yeah. of that. Um, and same thing, I'll be on the treadmill, I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna run a mile. Then I get a half mile, and I'm like, that's probably good. I'm like, mm -hmm. now I have to run a mile and a half <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you know, yeah. and. and that yep. really has helped me kind of develop that mental resilience towards yeah. other aspects. And there's a quote, I don't know if you guys have heard it, it's how you do something is how you do everything. Yep. Okay. And so that's, that's, what, that's kind of what that means to me is just like, if I talk myself out of doing dishes or mowing my lawn, how, why do I think that I could run a business? You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's, it's the smallest stuff in life. And if you, if you can stay consistent with doing those little habits, mm -hmm. um, those will continue to compound and, and develop yeah. better and better skills that will apply to everything that you do. Yeah. And it's so important to just keep growing because like, you know, some people will do that one act and be like, I conquered it. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. You know, and just kind of chill out there. from there and yeah. yeah, just keep facing it every day. Something that gets you going and I remember uh, so trace back to what you just said um, how you do one thing is how you do everything yeah I remember um, there was a couple weeks straight where I was like I'm gonna attack every day with as much tenacity as I can in the smallest things I wake up in the morning 
and you know, brush my teeth. I'm like, I'm gonna get every little spot <laughs> off. But you know, I put my shoes on. I'm like, I'm tie these up as well as I can. You know, it's like everything was just. Yeah. I'll do it to the best of my ability. Yeah. And that's, and I those you know three four weeks I probably I because I was on that you know the path of growth where I was starting to hit the harder challenges, mm-hmm. and I was like, what can I do to get over these? Yeah. And so I became so focused on this is gonna be hard instead of this is gonna be a fun challenge. And then so I hit that, that plateau of self-growth where I started attacking everything with tenacity, mm-hmm. where it just, it made me feel, it sound, as dumb as it sounds, it's like, I'm gonna put the cap on my water bottle on as well as I can. And it's Least like- Least amount of rotation. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, it, it, it really does, it gives you that, that confidence and that, that you know, self-appreciation and that, yeah. that confidence that just lets you attack the other challenges. And it kind of takes you out of that, that mindset of, you know, cause like overbearing thoughts, when you, when you have a challenge in mind, um, like say you got a presentation coming up, you know, you're thinking about that the whole week. Like yeah. I'm terrified of this presentation, but if you can find like the sub challenges to tackle and build up and then you're like, okay, I'm, I've been progressive all week. I've been beating every challenge. This next one's just another challenge Yeah, and I'm going to do it. Right. And so that's fun. Um, and you brought up something too that I wanted to, to mention because again, you're, you're 21 or 22, 21, 21 yeah. and, uh, 18. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, the, I'm the old guy, man. I'm <laughs> We're just old, some kids out here. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you from, from my experience too, is even though it might sound redundant, is all right. Like there's balance in everything. Mm-hmm. And even for me specifically, cause I've been on both sides of this of like doing nothing mm-hmm. and having no ambition. And then you cross this line uh, into perfectionism. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying. And I'm not saying you tie in your shoes or the water cap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everybody's version is going to be different. Right. But to, to be cautious of that yeah. is when you are pursuing stuff that you're not going now so far. And like for me with, with, with training and stuff, it was like I got a taste, right? So I was able to, I put myself through school, worked a couple of jobs. Um, I mean, no breaks for three years, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it was exhausting. And then you get done and then you also have to bust your butt to build up the clientele and mm-hmm. do all this stuff. And then, you know, when I felt like I made it, you mm-hmm. know, it was just like, I made my own schedule. I was a full-time personal trainer. Um, and then it was like, I couldn't get enough. Now I was obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. So it was like when I wasn't training, I was program design. When I wasn't program designing, I was reading. And when I wasn't mm-hmm. reading, I was doing this. Now some people would say, that's good. You, yeah. know, you gotta. But again, it was just like, life is still about relationships yeah. mm-hmm. and about um, you know community. And yes, yeah. growth is part of that. But there's not like an apex thing with 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 growth is like if you master business you are masterful and you guys know this too is there's plenty of depressed very wealthy people yeah, out there absolutely you know? or people with multiple businesses that are still hiring coaches or in and out yeah. of the hospital you know so it's just like like health and, and fulfillment you know Tony Robbins talks about the difference between achievement and fulfillment mm-hmm. you know and so and that was the line that I kind of teetered with was it was like I hit all my goals and I was really proud of myself and stuff was going well and then I went over into a little bit of like, you know, being a perfectionist and, and um, you know, it was just like didn't hang out with friends, didn't hang out with family. So again, mm-hmm. just to not to be long winded, but right. for 
the younger people listening or for you guys, you yeah. know, too, is just like, as you go through with this is make sure like you had mentioned to you, like I check in with myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think self monitoring is one of the tools that everybody should be doing. Um, but you check in with yourself to be like, you know, is this cause you're, what we were talking with you was the comfort zone. But with this, it's just like, Am I still hanging out with, you know, my friends and family? Are relationships still a priority? Like, is my health still doing well? Am I hitting, you know, my nutrition and and fitness things? Is that going well? You know, is your spiritual life, whatever that looks like for you, you know, is that going well too? You know, it's Mm just like, there's a lot of things combined versus just one element of, you know, I'm going to be the best at this. Yeah. Which is, again, I'm not saying that's a bad or a good thing. It's, It's how it kind of evolves for each individual. Right, yeah. Everybody's unique in their own yeah. practices, yeah. Um, so, do you want to talk about the uh, 14 ways to to stretch your comfort zone? Yeah, and actually it's so funny because as we were talking, we hit almost all of them, <laughs> yeah. but to kind of just, um, I wrote them down here just a second. Just got to say while you're looking those up, I love that you brought up Tony Robbins. He's one of my favorite people oh. to, to watch yeah. and listen to. Yeah, here's the man. We bring him up all the time. Like, so the camera just shut off. Uh, we had a half hour time limit. So we're back at it now. But Brandon's going to explain the 14 ways to stretch out the comfort zone. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much time, so I'll kind of let you guys, you know, let me know. We'll move on okay, to the next yeah. one. But um, so the first one is be your alter ego. Okay. And this, I love this. We were just talking about this with your roommate <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But um, this might be a corny example, guys. I get made fun of all the time. Like, I love Vin Diesel. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I get it. He's not a great actor. Yeah. But, um, so every time I would watch him, and this is even as a kid, right? When Triple X came out, it yeah. was just like, every time I saw him, it made me want to go work out. Yeah. And then I also just admired, it was just like, I remember there's one scene where he's about to get, like, jump out of a plane or get thrown out of a plane. Yeah. And he was like, I live for this. And I was just like, I want to be like that, yeah. you know? So whenever I'm feeling like nervous or scared or yeah. something like that. I think that is just like, I live for this. And it just, again, it just kind of like puts me in this different mind, not mind frame of like almost me zooming out and watching my life. Yeah. And it's just like, I get to pick who I want to be. You know, if you yeah. think of like mm-hmm. a movie, right? You get to choose if you want to watch a scary movie, a funny movie. So yeah. it's just like develop. I mean, you can take all your favorite characteristics from different people and like build your own avatar. Yeah. And then when you come into a moment where you're facing either a hard time or um whatever it is for for that person is like no, you're you're morphing into this different mm-hmm. individual. Yeah. And um I've even heard of public speakers who it was just like they're totally introverts, scared to talk in front of people. Yeah. But they have this almost disguise or this alter mm-hmm. ego, and they just become them backstage and then go out and kill it. Yeah. And then they're like right back to introverts. Yeah. So being able to have develop these skills or this avatar, you know, compilation of all the things you admire about different people, and then you that is like who you become when stuff gets hard. Yeah. So that's a that was point one. That's a good one. That's awesome. Um, number two is clear the mental clutter. This one might sound a little redundant, but this is where I think affirmations come into play. Mm-hmm. And then what okay. we talked about, about that cycle, about your belief, potential, action, result, mm-hmm. is it's not just that there's this magic thing that happens when, you know, you say positive stuff about yourself and then all of a sudden life turns out great. Right. It's just, it's a series of events that happens of 
Well, when that is where your mindset goes, that's where your energy goes. So you tend to do things that align with mm -hmm. that type of individual. And so it sends you on a, a journey of events that happens that makes the biggest impact. It's not that the words are special. It's what the words bring, okay. you know, yeah. throughout. Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, back on the, the belief thing is to get out of your comfort zone is to to understand and pay attention to the things that you are saying negative about yourself um, and start to either put a positive spin on it. Again, just like I work out because you hate or work out because you love your body, not because you hate your body. Right? right. So even if it's just a different spin or if it's the complete opposite altogether. I mean, even for me to this day, I wake up and I tell myself like, I'm courageous, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm yeah. a go-getter, like I'm successful. I'm, uh, you know, I go just go down yeah. the, this list of stuff and it's just reaffirming it to yeah. me. Mm -hmm. And then you act on those yeah. words. And then I, them solidify. Exactly. Yeah. And so that is, um, you know, that is a benefit of, of clearing the mental clutter, get rid of that negative, um, space. And as an analogy, I did this on Facebook probably six years ago, but you take a glass of water with food coloring in it, mm -hmm. mix it up so it's all like, you know, uh, you can't see through it yeah. and stuff. And then what I do is I put that in the sink and run water over it. So I'm not taking any of the negative out. I'm just yeah. putting positive in. And yeah. after so long, all of a sudden, all the negative filters out and the glass is crystal clear. Right. So that's kind of the analogy for clearing the mental clutter. It's just, it's almost crowding out. You know, it's just mm -hmm. think so much good stuff that you don't have any space to think just poorly of yourself. Yeah. 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 Um, number three, I know you guys uh, do this is read and apply. Yeah. Um, the really short one here is just there's thousands of years of wisdom in a hundred page book. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so if you're not reading books, start. Yeah. I don't think I read my first book, no joke, until I was like 24 years old. Mm -hmm. Even in high school, it was like, I'm just right. not reading. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not reading books. Yeah. You know? um, they changed my life. You know, yeah. I'm sure same for both of you guys. Um, yeah. You know, you guys are far wiser than I was at that age. So um, read and apply. Mm -hmm. Trial and error. See what happens. Don't get caught in the perfectionist trap. But yeah. mm -hmm. just continue to learn and be open to it. Um, number four is turn your power to passion or give more power to your passion. There's a lot of people that want to do stuff. Like for me, when I was working at the restaurants, mm -hmm. it's like, man, I want to be a personal trainer. Well, if that was just kind of like, eh, it'd be nice, but I just kept doing what I was doing. Yeah. I'd probably still be there. Yeah. Um, so what I mean by that is whatever it is that you guys want to do or you feel like you have a passion to do is to, to just implement whatever small thing that would push you in that direction a little bit further, a little bit yeah. further. So maybe it's taking an online course and you just do right. that after work or, you know, maybe for some of some of you, it is just reading a book more often or whatever, learning about the topic. But whatever it is that you're passionate about, is don't sweep that under the rug. Yeah. Spend a little bit of time every single day doing something that you are passionate right, about. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. Mm -hmm. um, number five is uh, experiment. And this is what we had talked about where I said it's um, habit over outcome. So, so many people are... It's good to write goals down, but 
But if you become obsessive about the goal, it becomes about an outcome. So mm-hmm. it's like, I won't be happy until I do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or my life will feel fulfilled when this happens. But fulfillment happens every moment in the, in yeah. the moment. Um, and when you're in that kind of call it like flow state or like happy space it's just like man everything feels good you know so you don't have to worry about achieving that goal it's just like you feel good right now so that's bound to happen Mm -hmm. you know but if you're stressed 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 and then hope that you'll do that you're just really pushing that goal further out yeah or making accomplishing it so much less enjoyable and i remember um you brought that one up to me it was late 2020 um, when I was trying to get my license. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dude, I just can't wait. Like, once I get my license, like... Oh, I did. And it was like, like you're about to backhand <laughs> me. You're like, don't say that. Like, yeah. you just got to enjoy what you have. And, like, yeah. cool stuff will just keep coming your way. Yeah. Just, like, strive for what you want, but appreciate what you have right now. Yeah. And, like, life's not going to get better when you get it. It's just, like, more opportunities will open. Yeah. You know? And that's, that is, like, such the myth, too. Even for me, it's just, like, you think that, like, success is going to be it. Or a dollar amount will be it. Yeah. But then I reach it. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, it continues to grow, you yeah. know, like I was like, man, I want to make $50,000 a year, you know, mm-hmm. I'm doing yeah. something and then I do it. But then the goal, it's not like you're just happy. It's, yeah. you, once you reach that, mm-hmm. now it's a hundred K, you know, yeah, and when right. that happens, it's 250 K, you know, right. so it's always evolving. And that's why it's, again, the goal is literally just almost like a step. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That it's just like a necessary thing that will happen if you're progressing or moving in a forward. But yeah. fulfillment, enjoyment, all that stuff is right here. It's mm-hmm. your awareness and ability to just like flow with stuff and just yeah. be open to it. And I mean, I can't tell you how many hours I've spent trying to bust out programs, being miserable and being a perfectionist, trying to find mm-hmm. the perfect thing and the perfect name yeah. for it. And I was just like, man, I could have just had so much more yeah. fun just doing something, yeah. you know? And those are the things that actually end up, seems like it takes off the fastest too. It's just yeah. like effortless, mm-hmm. you know, idea that you guys yeah. had and then it takes it off. Well, that's so. like uh, when we started this podcast, um, we, you know, it was just an idea. We were talking about it or whatever. We're like, let's order mics. And we're like, we don't even know what equipment a podcast needs. <laughs> so let's order mics. Yeah. You know, we need those. That's obvious. So we ordered microphones and then I had my MacBook. Yeah. And um, I, I flipped up my MacBook, used the camera on there, and uh, the audio was all messed up. The camera quality was garbage. And then we're just sitting there like, so what do we do now? <laughs> and then, you know, we just recorded our first episode. Got a ton of support. That was awesome yeah. um, from all these guys. And then, uh, but I mean, it was just one of those things. It was like, if we just sit there and try to perfect it, we're never going to do it. Yeah. So let's just do it. And mm-hmm. we just jumped and went in like head first, feet running. And we're just like, this isn't bad. You know, well, that's the thing that people need to hear more of, because that's really that's the reality of how stuff works. Yeah. It takes off. You know, there's not even for me with the training, it wasn't like, OK, now I have my degree. I automatically know how to do consultations and sign yeah. people up and close all my sales and then get them great results and yeah. then encourage them if they're not doing a good job. No, it was like, dude, I made every mistake you could imagine. Yeah. Like I lost money. I lost clients. I lost uh, I even lost my job as a personal trainer multiple times because I ended up not having clients and had to go back and get yeah. the job. But yeah, so it's just, that's awesome. It, that, that is what it is. It's like, it does not have to be perfect. Just take action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even for people with, again, for, for my industries, it's like, stop thinking you got to only eat salad and work out, you know, yeah. seven days a week. It's just like, just do one push up. Yeah. one push up. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? 
because that one's going to turn into two, yeah. two's going to turn into, well, I'll do some squats. And then, you know, maybe a month later, you get a gym membership, you know, and it's, that's the beauty of, well, I, won't, I, won't, uh, I don't want to say it yet, because that's okay. in here, but okay. we'll, I'll, come, I'll circle <laughs> okay, back yeah. to that mind. Okay. Um, so number six is uh, challenge your thinking. And so this is when we were kind of talking about perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the last probably year um, I've just had kind of my mind blown in, in different areas of like relationships, of, of money, of time. I'll give you the example that I learned with time is like, you know, I was always saying there's not enough time in a day. Um, I wish I had more time. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a very negative association with time. Yeah. And um, I was reading and they were talking about like, not to go too deep, so you can kind of (laughs) tell me or adjust me here, but it's like time is an entity, right? Mm -hmm. And if you have this negative association with it, it tends to continue on that path, the same as anything, right? Right. If you think negative thoughts, you probably act negative and then you get negative people in your life and it's a circle. So what the what this writer was talking about was actually changing your perspective on how you even view this entity of time mm-hmm. and saying like, I always have more than enough time. Like, so even change your perspective on how you view time. And I'm not kidding. Again, it sounded silly. I was like, nothing's changing. There's still 24 hours in a day, yeah. but how I viewed it and yeah. I just continued to be like, Oh, I got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not kidding. Something shifted. And it was like all of a sudden, where normally I'd be up, you know, 10, 11 o'clock trying to hustle to get everything done. It was like two in the afternoon and everything was done for the day. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know what to do. With the <laughs> Too much time yeah, yeah. So, um, so check in with yourself. Like mm-hmm. what, what, are, what is your perspective about things? And that's where I say about self-monitoring too. It's just like, what area of your life are you feeling negative about? And can you change your perspective on that? Yeah. And that can kind of help push you out of the comfort zone as well. Um, number seven, find a mentor. I mean, hands down, especially today, uh, everybody needs a coach. I don't care who you are. And mm-hmm. I just think that there's different layers of that. Obviously, you know, it's just like, you're going to pay Tony Robbins a million dollars, you know, to, to get him as a coach. But, um, you know, you can hire some, a business coach or something specific or a life coach, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, but I just feel like everybody could use that type of accountability mm-hmm. on something specific. Yeah. Um, so I'm not saying that best friends can't be, but most people aren't going to be like you guys. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? So you guys would probably be, you guys can coach each other and encourage each other and push each other. Yeah. Um, but where most people, it's going to be like, especially the older you get, you know, my age people, it's just like, and especially being a man, it's like, are we going to talk about, you know, feelings and how we can grow to there? Yeah. Are we going to go have a beer and, you know, go <laughs> right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think everybody should should have some type right. of mentor. And it, again, it doesn't have to be daily, but some type of week or or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Every motivational speaker agrees with that too. You know, they had someone that inspired them and was their mentor. Now look at them; they're the coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, that's what I think that it is, is. There's always like layers of wisdom, and mm-hmm. so I feel like. However, it goes down and, you know, you can outgrow your mentor too, you know, and then right. you level up and find somebody or start mentoring as well. Mm-hmm. Um, eight, this is going to be a popular one, but it's just to visualize a future. So there's this concept that I teach people, I call it mind mapping. I don't know if that's the actual name for it, but mm-hmm. uh, we might have talked about yep. this. Um, so where the mind goes, the body follows. And so 
when I say visualize, um, it can, it's not necessarily, I guess for me is like the car you want or the house you want, but it's just like the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. Like how does somebody that like for me say, for example, when I wanted to be a t- personal trainer, it was just like, you know, where would I go if I was a personal trainer? Who would I surround myself with if I was a trainer? You know, how yeah. would I speak and interact with people? What things would I talk about? You know, so kind of gauge yourself into a perspective of kind of if there's somebody maybe that's already in a position you would like to be in and, and kind of model or mirror that behavior. Yeah. Um, is, a, is a pretty quick way to, to send yourself. Right, yeah. Good there? Yeah, that's, that's good. Um, number nine is to take one small step. So the first book I read in my adult life was The Compound Effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you? I think it's right on the other side of okay. the bed. Yeah. And that seriously, it was just like, there wasn't any, you know, it wasn't like a, we keep bringing them up, but like a Tony Robbins, like this groundbreaking, like emotional release. But what it was, was just like a reminder of such simple truths yeah. of if you just, do a lot of little good things Mm -hmm. it's going to compound over time and and make a huge impact and that's what i tell people even with with training is too or what's the quote it's less like people overestimate what they could do in a week and underestimate what they could do in a year and that's what i see is people it's like they come to me i want to lose 50 pounds in, in two months you know but they're not willing to change their diet they're not willing to be consistent they're not willing to do all these things yeah so they give up but you know, if they would have given themselves and been patient and taken mm-hmm. the time frame, it was just like next year they'd be a totally different individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it didn't happen in two months, they're done with it. Right. Yeah. Um, so the compound effect, but the it works the other way too. Is you skip a workout. Yeah. You know, you eat some garbage. You don't sleep good. You stress mm-hmm. too much. Now all of a sudden you're starting to put on weight. You're feeling depressed. You know, so compound effect works both ways. That that book actually helped me like tremendously with like little decisions it made me conscious of them it was like um i would go you know picking a drink i'm like well am i gonna drink a sweet tea or an unsweet tea yeah and it's like well imagine if i had this sweet tea every day for 10 (laughs) years how would i look opposed to drinking a sweet tea or an unsweet tea right every day for the next 10 years and i'm like i'm gonna pick that unsweet tea all day right and it's just and it's Things that you wouldn't even think of or be conscious of. It's like, man, it's just one time. But it's like, what if that one time yeah. is every day over the next 10 years? How, how is that going to affect you in the long run? Yeah. And so it's like, it just makes you conscious of the little things. Yeah. And they do add up. They really do. And a lot of these can kind of almost cross-reference with each other. You know, so if you were to take the compound effect with the visualization, which is yep. what you just did. Right. You know, it's just like, okay, yeah, this one sweet tea isn't going to do much for me. It's not right. going to make me fat. It's not going to do any... Mm-hmm. But... You know, six thousand of them will. Yeah, and, you right. And in, in, in a decade, you know. Yeah. And so that, and that's what people don't think. It's just right now, like, oh, this is just, it's just. But it's that, and again, all the other added toxins and chemicals, and not sleeping yeah. and stressing too much. It's the combination of those things. Yeah. So that is the compound effect. Um, number ten. Just getting deep here. Mm-hmm. Say, uh, what will they say at my funeral? Mm-hmm. And. So this is actually something, exercise I did probably a year ago or maybe last, yeah, I think last summer. And I was just like, if I died today, what are the three words that I would want people to say about me? Just three words. What type of man was I? Yeah. Um, 
you know, so I wrote those words down and then I was just like, okay, how can my decisions align with these words? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like you're working your life backwards right. based on how you want to be seen, you know? So it was, now I have these three, um, you know, topics in my life that I can base right. my decisions off of. And that's a really easy way too to also clear the cl- clutter. Is, mm-hmm. is this decision, is this thought, does this align with those three words and throw it right. out? If it's you not know, too personal, what were the three words? Uh, humility, integrity, and purity. Those are good. Yeah. I like those words. Yeah. And so, and I, um, I've got a long ways to go. <laughs> Do you think you resemble them? Uh, some more than others. Yeah. Yeah. Some more than others. Um, by, you know, I have a area that, you know, has been my, my struggle for life. And so that, it just takes time. You know? Yeah. Lifelong, lifelong progress yeah you know but something to shoot for for sure right yeah (laughs) something to hope for um number 11 is just to remind everybody that you're an animal (laughs) again not to go too deep here Mm -hmm. but it's just like our biology tells us to stay in our comfort zone Mm -hmm. you know if you think you know you're a deer in the woods and you hear yeah. a stick snap, you're out of there. Yeah. You're not going to stick around and be like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe yeah. the wolf wants to be my friend or something. Yeah, right. So to be like patient with yourself, this isn't taking responsibility away from the individual mm-hmm. seeing like, oh yeah, see, it's just in me to just run or to be scared. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm actually being safe. You know, people will say, but it's just like, no, it's, it's just so that you can have a little bit more grace with mm-hmm. yourself. It's just understand your natural instinct is to not do anything uncomfortable. Right. It's to not do this. Like we weren't wired to go out and do stuff we were afraid of. Right. Um, but we live in a different world now than we do. And so we're talking of expanding here more mm-hmm. so. You know, you're. it's not too often you're going to go outside and worry about getting eaten. You know? Yeah. So, right, yeah. so it's, it's a different thing. But just to... Be patient with yourself that, yes, your natural instinct is to avoid the uncomfortable. Yeah. But now knowing that is make some conscious choices to to slowly step out of that yeah. zone because you know you're not going to die. Right. Um, number 12 is to change your association to fear. So this is kind of... Um, the same concept of workout because you love your body, not because you hate your body. Right. The same way that we were saying is stretch your comfort zone instead of get out of your comfort zone. It's yeah. just a different spin on the same thing. And so for me, my biggest fear was flying. Mm-hmm. And so what I kind of associated it was instead of being scared to fly was I was excited for vacation. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was just yeah. changing the association with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was on the plane, I wasn't thinking about being afraid to fly. I was just being like, man, I'm about to be on the beach. Yeah, this is right. going to be awesome. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. meet Haley's family. And so it was yeah. just, it put me in a different spot. And Tony Robbins talks about changing your state, yeah. right? Yeah. And so if you're like structure, you know, structurally you're, you're smiling and you're sitting like a confident person, your body's like, Oh, I guess everything's okay. Versus you're here and you're yeah. timid and mm-hmm. you know, you're you're closing your rib cage in yeah Yeah. stressed out so those are different responses that you can literally snap out of whatever state you're in to put yourself into something more positive yeah um almost there 13 avoid analysis paralysis um are you guys familiar with this it's like you overanalyze something so much that nothing gets done. That's my life. So (laughs) yeah no same here so yeah so they call it analysis paralysis and 
that's how it was for me of like wanting to start a website. It was just like, okay, well, I need a perfect website name and then I want to build it and it's got to be beautiful and it's mm-hmm. got to be. And so I, as a little subtitle under here, I did the um, avoid the perfectionist downfall. Yeah. And so basically the avoid analysis paralysis is exactly what you guys did with this podcast. Just start. Yeah. Just take action. It does not matter. Like, yeah. Don't hold yourself to a certain standard. Just take a step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just do anything. Yeah. Um, and then last one is number fourteen is pen to paper, um, and that is um, what I had set off your thing as self evaluation. Mm-hmm. It's seriously, it's one of the most profound things you can do. If you think of um, an area of finances, you're just like, man, I never had money. Okay, for the next thirty days, write down every penny that you spend. Yeah. What did you spend it on? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Here I, I was spending 400 bucks a month going out to eat. Okay, yep. we can get rid of that, you know? Yep. Um, so the same thing, and just take any area of your life. So maybe um, like one that I've had to, to learn and take time to is relationships. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what am I pouring into this relationship? Why would I assume that it's going to be great? Then if I'm not spending any time yep. building it or right. developing it. Maybe for some people it's business or personal development. It's just like, okay, well... If you're a people pleaser, so you're always at work, you're picking up new projects, and then you know you're going home and you're doing all the stuff for your family when they could be also pitching in for you. Right. Um, and so now you're not taking any time for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know. You. Th- that's probably why you're feeling unfulfilled and yeah. overworked and overwhelmed and tired and stressed all the time. Right. You know. So self evaluation is such a powerful tool to monitor your own success. Yeah. And like a very real time way too. So, and that's, I mean, that's what I do for a living with body composition and nutrition. It's, yep. okay, we're going to track your workouts. Is the volume increasing? Is, is the weight increasing? Is your rest period decreasing? Okay, we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Is it not? Are we going backwards? Probably not a good direction. You know, we yep. got to step things up. Right. So those are 14 ways to help push you out of your comfort zone. Those are awesome. Where'd you find those at? Um combination books that I've read experiences that I've had okay. uh, websites and then I kind of just kind of I'm made of my own a little okay. bit though yeah you know just my through my lens yeah. of experience and I mean it, it shows because the whole half hour prior to that talking where we almost hit every single point yeah so it just shows there but do you guys have anything else uh, you want to throw in here man I don't know I just uh Kind of how it was for me with with the guy that says he sees potential in me, and this isn't a uh, like I forget the word here. It's not something that I just feel like I have to do. But like I'm telling you, anybody who's listening or watching this is like, you have power. Like you have potential. You were born on purpose for a purpose, and I believe this is just my opinion. So I'm not mm-hmm. making fun of anyone. But like I believe that if you have a purpose, that it's like your duty to bring that to light. You're the only person ever that's going to be able to do that thing for humanity, for your family, for yourself. Um, And to just like step into your power, which maybe is Mm -hmm. cliche or overused as that is, but I mean, it's, it's so profound. And so like, I believe in you. I see greatness in you. And like, it's time to go after it. Like it's time to shed that layer of I can't or, um, or that you just don't believe that you're capable of something like that, it's not true. Like, that's a lie. Yeah. So, like, just understand that. Um, 
and just feel free to reach out, you know, I'm sure to any one of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was speaking for me, you know, for sure too. And um, that's what I love. Like I ultimately want to be a mentor and a coach, yeah. you know? So um, I think that's what I would say to people is just like step into your power and um, like you're, you're capable of way more than, than you think. Yeah, I'm just barely scratching the surface. Yeah. You got anything you want to add? I think that sums it up great. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for watching, guys. Big shout out to Brandon for coming today. Thank thanks you guys for, for having me. This is awesome. Of course, sure. yeah. We'll have to do it again sometime. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, make sure to like and subscribe, and we'll see you later. Peace. Peace. Thanks, guys.